Over the past few months, I've had a chance to talk with a number of people across the industry to understand what has changed and what is likely to stick around in 2021. In this episode, I'll cover the five trends that I am seeing for 2021 from a client-side research perspective. I'll share what types of research are growing, what the job search looks like for insights professionals who are looking for a transition, and how the way that we work as insights professionals is changing as well. I anticipate that many of these trends will stick around for much longer than the COVID-19 pandemic. This entire episode is part of a broader Market Research 2021 Outlook series, which is the first joint series from the MRX Podcast Network, a group of market research podcasts that's volunteered to band together and better serve our industry. To get more perspectives on 2021, I also encourage you to listen to the Market Research 2021 Outlook episodes from these other podcasts that are launching in January as well. These podcasts include the Insights Association podcast called Audible Insights by David Paul, Conversations for Research Rockstars podcast by Catherine Korostoff, On the Mark podcast hosted by Meryl Dubrow, the Data Gurus podcast hosted by Seema Vasa, and the Happy Market Research podcast hosted by Jamin Brazil. You can learn more information about the MRX podcast network and the other podcasts I just mentioned in the show notes of this episode located at diggingforinsights.com slash 21. As our industry transforms in the coming months and years, I hope that this episode and the other five Market Research 2021 Outlook episodes will give you the insight you need to grow your business and your career. This is Digging for Insights the marketing research podcast for insights professionals and businesses looking to deeply understand their customers so they can grow. I'm Stephen Griffiths, a Fortune 500 corporate researcher. Join me as we talk with experts about inspiring case studies, career advice, and research methods that will lead to growth. As we look forward to 2021, here are five trends that I'm seeing and that I think will continue to affect our industry and the way we do research well beyond the COVID-19 pandemic. The five trends are, one, the growth of virtual research. Trend number two, more DIY fast turn solutions. Trend three, fewer one-off projects and more ongoing systems. Trend four, location still matters and other employment trends. And trend five, the ways of working with more experimentation and focus on agile. Trend number one, the growth of virtual research. As you can imagine, and as I'm sure you've experienced yourself, 2020 has done quite a number on the research industry, specifically things like qualitative research, uh, group ideations, packaging testing. These things used to require a lot of in-store or in-person interaction, and we've had to figure out new ways of working during the pandemic. As I've talked to a number of colleagues across the industry doing insights work, I'd say there's a few things that I'm seeing that I think will probably stick long-term. One, qualitative research. In the past, I've seen a lot of companies focus on in-person, choosing to focus on candidates and uh, folks who live within the immediate geographic area of where the headquarters is. And what we're seeing now, as many of us have seen, is the growth of Zoom and online video interviews. And I'd say this will probably continue to be more of a focused effort, uh, not 
100%. I'm sure there'll be um, in-person focus groups in moderated um, IDIs in the future that are in-person. But in general, we anticipate a lot more virtual qualitative work uh, that will continue. I'd say another trend within this bucket is this idea of package testing. For anyone who's in consumer packaged goods or selling things in brick and mortar stores, a lot of this work used to be done in store. And I'd say the capabilities and the comfort level of companies and researchers to use virtual methods has really skyrocketed during the pandemic. So this idea of doing virtual shopping exercises, of um, maybe taking a picture of a real store, but then discussing it in a virtual format with people that are recruited from across the, the country or across the globe, those are all trends that we are seeing move forward. And a lot of these provide new benefits. So for instance, if you're trying to evaluate a new package in context of a shelf, uh, new methods allow you to measure the clicks and even track eye movement with um, webcams and other technology in order to better quantify how effective new packaging is on the shelf. I'd say the third area that I'm seeing within this uh, growth of virtual research trend is this idea of brainstorming. You know, think of traditional brainstorming. You get into a group, you put up post-its, you talk about and write things on whiteboards. That's in-person collaborative work that's very difficult to do during COVID. And so there's a lot of online whiteboard software that allows you to collaborate, to put up post-its, to uh, post and all see things and collaborate at the same time in ways that people were maybe not comfortable doing earlier. Uh, for anyone who's done any sort of facilitation or moderating these kind of brainstorming sessions in the past, you probably know about the reams of paper or the leftover post-its that come from these ideation sessions. And many of those, once you write the final report, are never mind again. The opportunity to use online um, brainstorming whiteboard software allows a digital record of everything that's discussed and brainstormed during that session, which then means, and I've had this happen a number of times and so have my colleagues, where if there's a question about a brainstorming session or about an ideation session, you don't just have to refer to the few slides of a write-up afterwards, but you can actually go back to the original notes from the brainstorm session because it's all located online and all of that information is typically searchable within the software. So I see that is a continuing trend in the future. So that's trend number one in terms of the growth of virtual research for its impact on qualitative, on packaging, and ideation. I'd say trend number two is this focus on more DIY or do-it-yourself fast-turn solutions. So in the old world, lots of researchers would be comfortable with commissioning a big project. Even if it's a survey, it would take two weeks to field that survey and get results back. And what we're seeing now is this big focus on getting results faster and quicker. So for instance, at the Corporate Researchers Conference, the CRC in 2020, uh, PepsiCo gave a keynote presentation where they talked about how they've internalized their innovation testing methods. And rather than a two-week turnaround time, when they you know, gave con concepts uh, to an outside vendor so they could evaluate them with consumers, they then were able to do a lot of that survey-based innovation testing internally with very uh, quick-turn software um, survey platforms. And so rather than wait two weeks for results, they're getting results in 48 hours and seeing a lot of cost savings at the same time. So we anticipate that this kind of work, you can quickly recruit qualitative consumers, you can quickly get back results from surveys in two to three days, we anticipate that is going to be an ongoing trend. Uh, that isn't to say that foundational research isn't important. It definitely is. But I think there'll be more of a distinction between very fast turn, quick answers 
um, that you can do by survey and get back in a few days versus very comprehensive, longer impact work for foundational learning, such as segmentations and habits and practices and these um, attitude and usage surveys that might take more time, but uh, will be implemented a little bit differently as well. So I just wrapped up trend number two, where uh, more fast turn do-it-yourself kind of solutions are going to happen, where researchers will be programming and doing these things much more than outsourcing. I'd say the third trend that I talk about is this idea of fewer one-off projects and more ongoing systems. So as I mentioned, there's more of a delineation that I'm seeing in terms of very fast turn projects and more foundational research. The foundational research that will continue to happen in the future, a lot of that needs to be more fully connected in the business context. So a quick example of this is segmentation. So at a recent uh, fuel cycle uh, research conference um, this past a year in 2020, Gap presented how they used uh, segmentation. And I'd say this really helps emphasize the importance of implementing research into the business itself. So traditionally, you would do a really big uh, segmentation of your consumers or your customers. You'd then make a nice, pretty PowerPoint presentation, share it with key stakeholders, and hope that they implement it into the business. And I'd say that's the old way of doing it. The new way is much more connected. So for instance, Gap during that presentation shared how when they did their big um, segmentation of their customers, they really implemented it in a number of ways. So for instance, they have a their own proprietary panel of uh, customers that they can re- they can talk to with surveys and qualitative work, and they actually segmented their entire uh, proprietary customer panel based on that segmentation, so they'd be able to talk about it that way. They also looked at their scanner data since they own the data that comes in from their stores, and they're able to look at different consumer groups that were buying in their stores and actually implement the segmentation there as well. So suddenly the segmentation isn't just something that you refer to on PowerPoint, but it's something that is already deeply entrenched into the consumers that you talk to for all of your ongoing research and deeply entrenched for how you look at your sales results because all the sales that are coming in, you can segment according to the different um, customer groups that you've come out with in your segmentation. So that's the kind of work that I see in the future is for all foundational research will still be important, but how do we embed it more fully into the work we do every day as a business? So that's trend number three, fewer one-off projects, more ongoing systems and ways of integrating that foundational research. Trend number four is focused on employment. So as you know, this Digging for Insights podcast is not just focused on uh, career advice, uh, but is also um, helping people develop and grow what those next jobs might look like in their careers. And so as I mentioned earlier in a previous episode with Virginia Rohr, who is a executive recruiter for Insights Professionals, you know, she mentioned this really important point that we need to Uh, not think that location doesn't matter anymore. I know right now, most of us are working 100% virtually. And so it's easy to think, wow, maybe in the future, I can work wherever I want and just work remotely at my current job. We are still seeing that especially big companies are hesitant to go full in that route, that a future state probably will be some sort of hybrid, where a future work schedule might be something like you're working from home two days a week because that works quite well. But I think companies will continue to expect employees to be in the offices in person at least a couple days a week. And so working 100% virtually is probably um, less common in the future. 
I'd say the other trend that we're seeing within employment efforts is that insights is still needed. You know, as I talk to job seekers and graduate schools and others, we find that hiring is still continuing pretty strongly, even through the pandemic, and that we anticipate the need for understanding research, understanding the target customers, and making business decisions is still going to be important. In terms of skills that are very marketable right now, I'm hearing a lot about analytics, a lot about online e-commerce digital marketing, given the growth of e-commerce during COVID, as well as innovation and design thinking. So all these skills that uh, companies have been recruiting for in the past are still relevant. And I'd say there's just a little bit more of an acceleration on the analytics and e-commerce front than we've seen previously. And I'd say the fifth trend that we're talking about is the way of working. So as you can imagine, we're all working in this world of COVID and it's challenging. It's difficult. And a couple things are coming out that I think are trends that will stick with us for a long time to come. One trend is this idea of experimentation. For a long time in the industry, we've relied on what people said they would do, and we're trying to shift more to behavioral. I'd say that trend is accelerated even more uh, during COVID when there's so much uncertainty for how people we act, will act and what will be the future. And so in the past where we might have been more comfortable with a survey results of what people say they will do in a situation, there's much more focus now on trying it live. Rather than getting claimed results from a survey, we might instead actually test a new product or a new idea directly through social media, for instance. Or in other situations, we're seeing a lot more of agile. So rather than do our normal nine to five job, uh, the agile um, idea of working in two week sprints and having a daily stand up where you collaborate with your close team in order to achieve pretty big objectives in just two weeks. That is the type of working environment that we're seeing a lot more common across researchers and that we anticipate going into the future. I hope these five trends are helpful for you as you think about what 2021 might look like as you are, if you're a researcher trying to develop your skills, I hope this can be helpful, or perhaps you're trying to get more clients. If you are a research partner that's working to talk to more people, hopefully these can help you think about how do I get more DIY automated and how do I better integrate the research that I'm presenting to my client into the day-to-day business. Until next time, I'm wishing you the best as you dig for insights that will grow your career and your business.